the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Pentecost is the crowning feast of the liturgical year. As community, we are prepared for this important feast by many observances. Each feast is twofold. Each is an event to be celebrated, and each is not a one-time gift, but an ever-present grace to be received. The feast of Christmas is to know Christ in his humanity, and at Epiphany, his divinity. Holy Week is to know Christ's emptying and dying, and his triumph over sin and death at Easter. The grace of the Ascension is to know Jesus as the cosmic Christ. It is to know the glorified Christ, who has passed not into some geographical location, but into the heart of all creation. Last, the Feast of Pentecost acknowledges and celebrates God the Father's promised gift of the Holy Spirit. This grace from God is the divine energy dwelling within creation, the advocate who transforms, and our counselor who imparts self-knowledge and wisdom and enables us to love as God loves, with tenderness and compassion. We, com we commemorate these gifts of God's presence, and that is cause for celebration. Today's Gospel shares that on the day of Jesus' resurrection, when appearing to the disciples, he breathed his Spirit upon them, saying, Receive the Holy Spirit. Forty days later, on the day of ascension, after many appearances and teachings of the kingdom of God, Jesus once again appeared and told his disciples, Do not part from Jerusalem but wait for what the Father has promised. He told them, It is what you have heard me speak about. John baptized with water, but you, not many days from now, will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yet, immediately after Jesus shared the news of this gift, his disciples asked him, Lord, has the time come? Are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied again, 
And one can assume with loving patience, referring to the Father's promise, it is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has decided by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witnesses, not in Jerusalem, but throughout Judea and Samaria, and indeed to the ends of the earth. After having said this, Jesus ascended and was taken from their sight. So what happened then? What happened during the time between Christ's ascension, 40 days after the resurrection, and the Feast of Pentecost? On the day of ascension, the disciples still did not understand the kingdom of God as shared through Jesus. They did not understand his breath of the Holy Spirit. Why have a change of heart some days later? Scripture does not tell us too much. In the Acts of the Apostles, it does say that during this time, the disciples continued to reflect on and develop their ministry. They elected Matthias to fill the place abandoned by Judas. They reflected and prayed with scripture, and one can assume they must have reflected on their time with Jesus, his teachings, and even the event of Jesus' breath, the Holy Spirit, and his foretelling of their baptism. They must have reflected and prayed, for they later wrote about their remarkable experiences. Between the time of Ascension and Pentecost, something significant did occur. Through prayer, the disciples came to a deeper understanding of the teachings of Jesus and became aware that what Jesus spoke of was not a one-time event of restoring the kingdom of Israel, but an ongoing call to restore the kingdom of heaven to the whole world. No wonder in that room in Jerusalem the many disciples experienced their baptism, God's breath, God's intention, as an all-powerful, life-giving wind, the noise of which filled the entire house, and illuminating tongues of fire which rested on them. For through God's grace, their eyes, ears, mouths, hearts, and the deepest level of themselves were completely opened to what Jesus was saying all along. The kingdom of God is love, and the power of divine love comes throughout all time through the power of the Holy Spirit in them. This is the true power of change, the true kingdom, and the understanding of this, it opened them up and let, lit the disciples on fire. The men and women in that room in Jerusalem were awakened spiritually. They came by faith to possess a new awareness of God's energy in the world, the indwelling spirit in themselves and all creation. Episcopal priest Diana Butler Bass wrote in Christianity After Religion, to awaken spiritually means that we develop a new awareness of God's energy in the world. We plunge into mysteries of ourselves, 
peeling away layers of self-delusion, deception, and deceit to the unfathomable knowledge of who we really are when God is right there with us. Through God, new possibilities open for growth as we move beyond our perceived limitation to new strengths, insights, and compassion. Spiritual awakening is the work of learning to see differently, of prayer and of conversion. Awakening is the result of metanoia, a change of perspective and outlook that moves human beings beyond chaos towards a new harmony with God. Awakening starts with a vision of humanity created in the divine image and moves toward a hope of universal connection and wholeness through God's Spirit. She continues, a new spiritual awakening is in the process of reshaping most religions by emphasizing relationships, practices, and experience that connect people to a deeper awareness of self, to their neighbors in global community, and to God. We are living at a time of great turning in which we have the opportunity for metanoia to see differently and to create a global common good that reflects a divine dream of reconciliation, peace, dignity, and justice. The Spirit can come to each of us if we are open and available and patient. Each of us can be filled with the Spirit. Our individual Pentecost experiences are not one-time events but it can occur over and over during our lifetimes. These Pentecost experiences can happen suddenly, often in nature or in silence, or also amidst the noise and clamor of daily living. I've caught glimpses of the Spirit when watching a sunrise or observing my neighbor helping someone in need or just observing children playing in the sandbox. The Spirit is also present for me in the devastation of a wildfire or in the challenges of daily living faced by my 97-year-old parents. Our task is simply to notice and welcome this Spirit whenever and however it comes. When we are troubled or confused or frightened, the Spirit can be a source of reassurance and support. When we are faced with hostility, like the disciples hiding in the, hiding in the upper room, the Spirit can re remind us of our Christ-given place in this world. The body prayer, which we're going to teach you here in a minute, <laughs> Linda's going to demonstrate. The body prayer is a practice to connect us with the Spirit in whatever is, whatever is happening, embracing God in what is. There are four movements to this body prayer, as taught by the Episcopal monks of Julian of Norwich. Julian lived in England 600 years ago, and she understood how hard it is to have faith in the midst of widespread disease, violence, and the wars of her time. 
And this uh, prayer was developed from Julian's experience and writings. There are four movements to this body prayer. And Linda will demonstrate. Await. Await God's presence, however it may come to you. Allow. Allow a sense of God's presence to come or not and be what it is. Accept. Accept as a gift whatever comes or does not come. Accept that you don't know everything. Accept that you are not in charge. Attend. Attend to what you are called to, willing to be present and to be God's love in the world, however God calls you. We'll repeat these four movements using only the key words. And you're welcome to stand and follow along with Linda if you feel comfortable. <laughs> if you feel kind of self-conscious doing this, standing up in public, then you can practice at home. But we'll go through it once again, just the key words. Await. Allow. Accept. Attend. We'll go one more time, this time in silence. This body prayer is just one method of connecting us with the Pentecostal spirit as a daily practice. And there are some flyers in the back on the table next to the bulletins. If you think you might connect with this prayer and you want to <laughs> go through the four movements and, and learn a little bit about Julian and Norwich and the background of the spirit, um, Anyway, there's a, there's a flyer on the back table that has more information, and it also directs you to a website where you can observe how this prayer is being done by the monks of Julian and Norwich. As a community, we speak of the power of the Spirit each Sunday in our post-communion prayer, and I'll read it. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Every Sunday we say this. Happy Pentecost!